Welcome to another episode of Four Starters Podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm with the Four Starters Podcast, and I'll be your host tonight. Uh, today we have a pack show. We have the NFL Week Three. Very exciting week. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of topics to cover. A lot of teams to cover, and also a lot of results to cover as well. We have a little bit of NBA. The NBA Finals are now here. My reactions, my takes, my opinions in regards to what is to come from the NBA's LeBron's 10th NBA final. Uh, we also have a little bit of the English English Premier League as well as the Spanish Primera División. So hang in there and thank you. All right, so we begin our NFL section of the podcast with the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Miami and Jacksonville, man, that was uh, that was quite quite a lot of back and forth going on going on during the week with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, Gardner Minshew talking about beers and mustaches and which one's the best. So it appears as though the beard is the best this week. Um, The beard pretty much turned back the clock um, and really just brought it back to Jacksonville big time. I mean, he had a a tougher ball. He had an 18 out of 20 with uh, two touchdowns. Mind you, he ran in for one of himself. He got into the rushing stats. Uh, seven carries for 38 yards and a touchdown. Not too bad. Solid performance by uh, Mr. Fr- uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, you know, he was really sharing the love out there. Um, sharing the ball as well. Um, it looks like uh, Gisecki seems to be one of his favorite uh, targets for touchdowns in, uh, in, in the red zone. I guess he got himself a, a touchdown with uh, only one reception for 15 yards, and that was it. That was all the action he got. Now, it looks like... So it looks like Miami found himself found themselves a nice running back, Miles Gaskin, uh, 5'10", standing at uh, 194 pounds. And uh, he had himself a night as well, 22 carries for 66 yards. Um, not... Not uh, bad, but not great either. However, he did get five receptions for 29 yards. No touchdowns there, but he can prove he can do it all. He's proven that he can not only catch, um, I'm sorry, not only carry the ball, but he can also catch, which is incredible uh, for the Miami Dolphins. Honestly, uh, it looks like they've finally found themselves uh, a good rhythm, um, or I guess at least against Jacksonville. I mean, it. They looked really, really well. They looked prepared, which I think it was the biggest thing. Now, Jacksonville, I mean, they just did not have an answer for the Miami Dolphins offense. Um, Minshew threw for 42 attempts and only 30 completions. Uh, one interception, zero touchdowns. The only one out there doing work um, seems to be James Robinson. Nice back. 11 carries, 46 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, not... Uh, not anything extraordinary and nothing spectacular, but he did his thing. Also, again, James Robinson with six six receptions, 83 yards, averaging 13.8 per throw per reception. Excuse me. And his longest run was 24 uh, 24 yards on for receiving. So, not too bad. Not uh, too bad at all. Now. We're going to talk about um, Raiders and Patriots. Raiders beating the Patriots as expected. 
Um, excuse me, no, I'm sorry. Patriots beating the Raiders as expected, 36 to 20. Uh, Bears beating the Falcons, 30 to 26. Big news out of Chicago. Head coach Matt Nagy has decided to bench Mitch Trubisky and start Nick Foles into the starting lineup. Um, I can't say that I'm not surprised, but also at the same time, I thought this was his guy, and he did it dead in the middle of a game. Uh, not, I don't think I would have done that, because at that point in time, you're basically telling your guy in public, I no longer trust you, I'm plugging in your backup. And so that could bring a little bit of issues, but hey, you know, when you have a job that you have to protect, you got to do what you got to do, right? Now, and by the way, Bears beating the Falcons, the Falcons losing a game again, once again, not winning the game because they were up at one point during the game and just completely fell apart. Now, the Bills beating the Rams, my goodness gracious, that was a game. I was able to go ahead and catch a little bit of it. And let me tell you something, Josh Allen looks like looks to be the real deal. 24 for 33, uh, excuse me, yeah, 24 out of 33 attempts, 311 yards, four touchdowns, not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns, one interception, had an average rating of 128. That that's a, that's a QB um, quarterback rating of 128.9, almost 129. Um, it's incredible. Uh, he's doing what Buffalo expected him to do, which is throw the ball. Um, and not only that, but put his put his his team in a position to win the game. Um, ultimately, Buffalo proved to be too much, and that was quite an exciting game towards the end if you get a chance to catch at least the last quarter i definitely recommend it it is it was a fantastic win by the uh buffalo bills and now they're 3-0 who thought right 3-0 for buffalo bills solid start of the season for sure browns and the washington football team that has no name um the browns seem to be clicking now uh, at least against team under 500. You know, unfortunately, they still strug- are struggling in the air. Um, not anything that you could say was too amazing, but as far as the running game is concerned, I mean, Nick Chubb is the guy in Cleveland. 19 carries, 108 yards, 5-7 per attempt, two touchdowns with a long run of 25 yards. This guy is amazing. Nick Chubb is the guy in Cleveland. I'm telling you, it is not Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield definitely puts a butt in the stands. But who's going to win you the games at this point in the season is definitely going to be Nick Chubb. And Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, 16 carries, 46 yards, 2.9 per carry. And I'm telling you, they have found the winning recipe in Cleveland for sure. Run the ball, throw the ball. Run the ball, throw the ball. Very balanced scheme. I mean, Baker did his thing, too, with two touchdowns, 16 out of 23, no interceptions, only two sacks, and a quarterback rating of 117.3. Again, also spreading the love as well, spreading the ball. Odell Beckham Jr., four receptions, 59 yards. Jarvis Landry, four receptions, 36 yards. 
Austin Hooper, three receptions, 25 yards. Also, Kareem Hunt had a spectacular one-handed catch in true Odell Beckham Jr. fashion down the sideline. He caught it. It was beautiful. You got to check it out. But happy for the Browns. They're also finding themselves in the willing column. Two and one. Uh, just kind of uh, kind of happy those things are, are paying out because they were definitely writing a lot of checks that their mouths couldn't catch last couldn't catch last last season. Uh, which you know sometimes uh, you're talking a lot gets you get gets you in that position. So we'll definitely jump over to Texans and Steelers. So the Texans lost a heartbreaker here, 21 to 28. I don't know what to say about Deshaun Watson except that you know he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. He's doing his job. 19 out of 27, 264 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. The rush, the rushing game is just not there. The running game isn't there at all. I mean, Duke Johnson, 13 carries for 23 yards. That's it. And one touchdown. It's just not, I'm sorry, it's not going to cut it. It's You're not helping your time of possession with the football there at all. And, uh, I mean, if we go ahead and look at the numbers here, the time of possession for Pittsburgh was 37 minutes. 36, 51, 36, 36 minutes and 51 seconds. Essentially, 37 minutes. You look at the possession for Houston, 23 minutes and 9 seconds. 23 minutes, that's it. It's incredible. If you want to beat elite quarterbacks like Big Ben, you have to keep him in the sidelines. Otherwise, it's just going to be a really long night for you and your team. Take note, Texans, please fix it you are better than what what you appear to be at this point in time Colts beating the Jets 36 to 7 great milestone for Phillip Rivers throwing his 400th touchdown congratulations on that Um, it looks like I mean the Jets are the Jets they're 0-3 they're falling apart they may be going after Terrence Trevor Lawrence, excuse me, uh, this next uh, draft, who knows? I mean, Sam Darnold, 17 out of 29, 168 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 47% or 47. Um, it, it's, uh, it's truly sad because New York is a big market, and... Um, you know, the, the people that pay either the Sunday ticket or their ticket to go to the game don't deserve a 36-7 defeat. 36-7 means that you didn't even put up a fight. That all you did was find the end zone one time and one time only. Again, if, you're, if your team isn't able to run the ball effectively, you're not going to be able to keep possession of all for very long because the more you air it out the more interceptions you cost yourself hence three interceptions for Sam Darnold Phillip Rivers I mean he's still doing it you know good for him he had himself a touchdown 217 yards 
you know he's really finding a groove out there in the indiana indianapolis excuse me so jonathan taylor man jonathan taylor came out of wisconsin and he came out firing in the pros 13 carries for 59 yards and a touchdown solid game um good game and again nothing that jumps out of the page and just wows you right out of the you know right out of the stats but a good game nonetheless uh panthers getting the first victory under matt rule uh 21 to 16 against the los angeles chargers the bucks beating the broncos 28 to 10 and check this out guys uh tom brady 25 for 38 297 yards and three touchdowns 115 quarterback rating what's more important is that the Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady are finding themselves again Uh, that connection hasn't been lost it's not in any danger or anything like that but there's only one football to go around and too many receivers right you have Chris Godwin who had himself five receptions 64 yards and a touchdown Uh, you have Mike Evans who had two receptions with two yards but two touchdowns. So every time this guy's a red zone target, every time he was in the end zone, he caught the ball, which made him extremely efficient. Um, no honorable mention to Scotty Miller for oh, three receptions and 83 yards, but no touchdowns. So, you know, it is what it is. You help your team wherever you can. Uh, the Lions winning against Arizona in a road trip. And this game also came down to the wire. Uh, Detroit winning 26-23. Last minute field goal. And just pretty much putting Arizona to bed. However, Arizona being 2-1 and and Detroit being 1-2 at the moment. The records are completely different. Matt Stafford had himself a day with 22 um, completions out of 31 attempts. 270 yards, 8.7 at on an average, and two touchdowns. Um, so good for him. Um, you know, as long as Matt Stafford has time, he can throw it down the field. We all know that he has a sling for an arm. Adrian Peterson, man, he, he does not seem to be slowing down. You know, he had 22 carries, 75 yards, and he is helping. His team win games. Um, So we're going to go ahead and move on to the NFC East. And I will begin with the Philadelphia. Well, let me not start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Let me start with the New York Giants. The New York Giants uh, are now 0-3. They lost to the very heavily injured San Francisco 49ers. These guys had about, I want to say maybe 11 injured starters. So between offense and defense or just injured players, period. Uh, And they were still able to put a whooping on New York. 36 to 9. Mind you, one of those injured players is their starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Right? So Kyle Shanahan plugs in Nick Mullins as the starting quarterback. Mind you, this guy stands at 6'1", 210 pounds. Came out of Southern Miss. 
And he didn't put astronomical numbers or anything out of the ordinary out there. He just went out there and did his job. 25 out of 36, 343 yards, one touchdown, only sacked twice, 108 quarterback rating. So what what does this tell me? Nick Mullins had 343 yards throwing. This tells me that the New York Giants' defense is entirely too inept to be able to even touch a backup quarterback with a depleted offensive line. How is this possible? Why is this happening to the New York Giants? Well, it all starts at the top. How concerned are you with winning? Are you only concerned about putting butts in the seats? Are you concerned only about your marketing? Because we just said it, New York is a big market. And in order for you to be able to keep everyone happy, you have to win. You have to understand... This team has had glorious seasons. Hell, I'll put it to you like this. This team in previous years has has beaten Tom Brady not only once in the Super Bowl, twice with the same Eli Manning. And honestly, you're going to sit here and tell me that with these numbers, that... Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the future. And by these numbers, I mean 17 out of 32. Zero touchdowns. One interception. One interception. One interception. Zero touchdowns. With a rating of 56.6. That's it. This is your starting quarterback. Going against... A depleted professional football team. You should have been running circles around second and third string guys. Easily. But yet, you couldn't move the ball downfield. You have one guy. One guy that did well. That guy is Darius Layton. With three receptions, 53 yards, but no touchdowns. This was pretty much a field goal fest for the New York Giants. The NFC East is embarrassing. And I'll explain why. So, the Eagles. The Eagles walk away not winning... They're not losing. Yes, you guessed it. The Eagles have tied it up against the Cincinnati Bengals. So, everything was going well. It looked like they perhaps had a chance to win. Last, the the play before the last The last play of the game, essentially, was going to be the last play of the game. 
Philly finds themselves in field goal position, right? So Matt Prater only has to do one thing and one thing only. Stand there and not move. Stand still and not move. So what does he do? He stands there and he moves. Whistle gets blown. Flags fly all over the freaking field. And it's a false start. At that point in time, head coach for the Eagles, Doug Peterson, decides to... Oh, and by the way, that penalty right there, false start, is five yards. So you find yourself in field goal range, but because you have to back it up five yards away, now you're out of field goal range. So... You had two chances at, at that point in time for for good old Doug Peterson. You either A, go for it on fourth down and give yourself a, a chance to potentially keep the keep the clock moving and, and keep playing. Or B, punt the ball away and, and go home with a tie. Doug Peterson decides to punt the ball away and say, screw it. So if my professional head coach is telling me, a professional player, that we're just simply going to go ahead and throw our hands up and give up and punt the ball away, that essentially is telling me, Doug Peterson, that you don't trust me. That... You have seen my abilities on the field and you don't think I'm good enough. It's a big slap in the face. If you are a lineman, if you are a running back, if you're a wide receiver, and if you're a quarterback, good grief almighty, you have no idea how I'm feeling right now. But, Let's go to the stat line. So Carson Wentz, 29 out of 47, 225 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Again, nothing spectacular. His quarterback rating 62.8, almost 63. Only positives out of this game was Miles Sanders for the Eagles was Miles Sanders, 18 carries, 95 yards, no, no score. And Carson Wentz rendered in for a touchdown. Uh, Zach Hurts, seven receptions, 70 yards. Greg Ward, eight receptions, 72 yards, and, and a touchdown. It, it's just, it baffles me that you are going against an 0-2 team and you both walk out of there 0-2-1. Zero wins. Two losses and one tie. And people may ask themselves right now, well, what's wrong with the tie? Well, what's wrong with the tie is that there is no winner. That's what's wrong with the tie. And in this day and age, in this NFL, a win and a loss means either making it to the playoffs or not making it to the playoffs. So essentially, Philly right now feels like they're 0-3. 
theory right now feels like Carson Wentz needs to get benched and Jalen Hurts needs to move on to the field and start the next game. But you ask Doug Peterson, hey, is that going to be something that you'll look for in the future? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's a knee jerk. You don't do that. Those are his words. He's saying, no, don't bench my struggling starting quarterback and start the guy we went and got out of the draft, Jalen Hurts. Don't do that. Because apparently, and I get it, look, you build relationships with these players, right? Strong relationships. It's hard to let go of those relationships and be able to look your guy in the eye and tell him, hey, look, I understand I gave you my word that you're the guy that you're going to start every game. But guess what, bud? You're not cutting it right now. With two interceptions and a touchdown and a quarterback rating of 63, you just ain't cutting it. In a city like Philadelphia, in a city like that, you're not cutting it. So we have to plug in the next best option. Because at this point in time, I'm risking my job. Right? I'm putting myself on the line out here for you. But hey, Doug, Doug wants to do what Doug wants to do. He, he has complete control of the team. So be it. Now, Joe Burrow during that game, he is, you, you can see Joe Burrow developing right in front of our eyes. 31 out of 44, 312 yards, two interceptions, zero turnovers. Now, that is a, is a first round draft pick. And overall, Number one draft pick. Incredible. Just if Cincinnati doesn't put weapons around Burrow other than Tyler Boyd and old man AJ Green, they're going to have themselves a really tough time. And that line, y'all better work on that line. But as far as a quarterback is concerned, Cincinnati has themselves a quarterback. So, Washington, the Washington football team, losing to the Browns. The Browns who we all mocked. The Browns who we all have made fun of and thought they are all bark and no fight, all bark and no bite. Um, they find themselves in the losing end of this matchup. Um, Dwayne Haskins, 21 out of 37, 224 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, quarterback rating 58.8. Again, this is what's wrong with the NFC East. We are letting our quarterbacks just... I mean, this is this is not bad, but it's not great, right? Um, 
the quarterback play is, is, is less than spectacular. It's less than what it is in other divisions. And uh, to be quite honest with you, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to see the NFC East become such a, a dumpster fire. Um, Washington is one and two. Dallas is one and two. Philly is 0 2 and 1. And the Giants are 0 and 3. Knock, knock. Who's there? Owen. Owen what? Owen 3, man. That's the New York Giants for you. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get to the Cowboys. Uh, I've thought about doing just a segment all on its own on this one. But, you know, I have to be honest with, with myself um, and, and with uh, you guys that uh, tune in and listen. I really appreciate you all giving me your ears and, and, and really just hanging in there for me. So, Dallas came into this knowing that they were going to face a red-hot Russell Wilson. And they knew that mistakes couldn't be made. Right, we couldn't allow Russell Wilson to to have a field day with our secondary. We have to be tight. We have to be precise. We have to know where we were going at all times, and know where our receivers were at all times, what route they were running, etc. So, what does Russell Wilson decide to do? Pick us apart, ladies and gentlemen. That's what they decide to do. Um, Russell Wilson, twenty-seven out of forty, three hundred and fifteen yards, five touchdowns. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Five. Five touchdowns. I'll say that again. Five touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 130 yards. This was a game for him and Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett had himself nine receptions, 100 yards, one, two, three touchdowns, and a bomb 43 yards down the field for an untouched score. This guy, you didn't have a defender within 10 yards of this guy anytime he went down the field. It was ridiculous. DK Metcalf, four receptions, 110 yards. That is sick. Four times this guy touched the ball. He averaged 27.5 per reception. And he got himself 110 yards and a touchdown. With a long slingshot for 62 yards. Again, having himself uh, just a fantastic day. A Hall of Famer kind of day for Mr. Russell Wilson. Congrats to him and the Seattle Seahawks. They're now 3-0. Beating my Cowboys 38-31. Now let's talk about the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys, right? At this point in time, it's not how about them Cowboys. It's how about them Cowboys. 37 out of 57, 472 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions for Dak Prescott with a rating of 30, 90, excuse me, 93.6, almost 94. The running game just was not there at all in any way, shape, or form known to mankind. We couldn't run to the outside. We couldn't run to the inside. We couldn't run down the middle. We just couldn't run the ball to save our lives. Elliott carried the ball 14 times, only 34 yards. Yes, he did carry it in for a touchdown. Kudos to him. 
But let's be honest. Zeke Elliott's strong suit is being able to run the ball down your throat. Unfortunately, Seattle came prepared for that. And they said, not today. And they brought the rush. They brought the pass rush. They brought the run defense. And they said, not today. You can try that any day, but not today. Oh, and, and mind you, that last play of the game, I'm not going to ask Dak to make that throw. Simply because if you watch that game, this guy eluded two defenders who were ready to have him for lunch, was able to gather himself and throw the football down the field. Is it his fault that his receivers did not have the guts to stand in front of a defender and fight for the football? No, that's really not his fault. Because if you if you tell Des Bryant, hey, I'm hell and marrying this to you, bro. Guess what he's gonna do? He's gonna make sure that ball stays 50-50 and 51-49. And that 51% is gonna be for him. He is going to make sure he catches that football. That's what this team needs. This team needs a Des Bryant. Yes, Amari Cooper's nice. And yes, CeeDee Lamb is young and has a lot of promise and he's been doing his thing Michael Gallup same thing I mean kudos to him and Cedric Wilson popping out of nowhere with 107 yards and two touchdowns Michael Gallup with 138 yards and a touchdown CeeDee Lamb five receptions 65 yards but again this time around I'll say it again it was about the running game there was zero running game and it hurt Dallas like nobody's business another thing that keeps hurting Dallas is the inability to complete on third downs I mean 7 out of 15 and 2 out of 2 on fourth down we're just not it's not clicking it's not happening This team looks incredibly undisciplined the way that it is playing right now. 10 penalties for 59 yards. You know how many Seattle had? Five penalties for 30 yards. That's it. Now, I'm going to end the Cowboys Seahawks rant or um, narrative, if you want to call it that, in, in this particular fashion I've played football I know what it's like to get hurt I know what it's like to play sore I know what it's like uh, not not to play injured or, or anything like that nothing that dramatic and I know that in the scrum you have to protect yourself uh, because there's a lot of things that going on that go on in there that you just got to be really mindful of 
But Tristan Hill with his Gator role on Chris Carson, man, we have to be better than that. And by we, I mean the team has to be better than that. Tristan Hill, when you put on the star on your helmet, you're not just representing yourself. You're representing a city. You're also representing a dynasty of five Super Bowls. We are not known for being dirty players. We are not known for being malicious. You have to understand, you could end another player season on that silly little mistake that you made on Sunday. That was unacceptable. It is, in my view, disgusting. I'm I'm all for hard hits. I'm all for making the other guy see stars when you hit him. I'm with that. I'm cool with that. As long as we do it clean, by all means, go ahead. But the guy was clearly on his way down. You are holding his leg. And while you hold his leg, you roll with his leg on your hands. My guy, you got to watch the tape and really think about sending Chris Carson an apology if you haven't already done so. If you did it, great. Good for you. You're you're a bigger man than I thought you were. But but that guys, we we can't roll with that. I'm not with that at all. So, let that let that be just the rant for this week regarding that. Um, so we'll be we'll be talking about basketball here in a little bit. All right. So in basketball, we have the Miami Heat versus the legendary Los Angeles Lakers. Man, that is going to be a matchup I don't want to miss. Um, it looks like the game begins Sunday. I'm, I'm sorry, not Sunday. Wednesday. And it's going to be quite a series, to be to be honest. Um, like I said, looking forward to it. LeBron is 10th NBA final, man. I mean, who would have thought? 37 years old, 17. I believe this is 17th or 18th year in the league. So the game starts on Wednesday. Uh at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And, I mean, what finals? What a season it has been. It has been, I mean, a ride altogether. It have been great games. Great, 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 great games. I can't, I'm not going to complain at all about that. Um, you know, someone asked me the other day on Twitter, should this season or this championship deserve an asterisk? My response is simply no. And uh, why do I say that? Because there's no home advantage, right? There's no home advantage. There's just five guys versus five guys and the bench here and the bench there. And hey, let the ball roll. And you do what you do and we're going to do what we're going to do. Um, you know, usually from what I understand and what I've heard players say in interviews is that 
usually with all the with all the noise you're unable to hear what your coach is trying to tell you and it just makes it a little bit more difficult for you both to communicate and when a coach calls out of play you know it just makes it harder so at this point in time you hear everything um you can communicate with the coach really really well and your players i mean not to mention your your players your your teammates you can definitely you know just just sort of click with uh in a better way because you're not distracted by the crowd the noise uh the you know the home team antics and all this stuff it's just it's different right it's basically pickup ball five like i said five on five your bench my bench here we go and just officials essentially so it, it has been something unlike we've ever seen before uh, because these are circumstances in which we never thought we were going to be. But kudos to the NBA, man. Uh, again, never cease to amaze me uh, what a great job they do. And to be able to go ahead and bring the game to our homes in a way that, you know, it's, it's just like back-to-back games just every day. It almost seemed like, and now we're here at the finals. Now, Miami, I'll start with Miami. Miami has a lot of great players, a lot of great young players. I mean, Bam Bam Adebayo is just one of those guys that he is flourishing right before our eyes. He's developing. He's gotten stronger. He's gotten more aggressive. He's gotten a lot more skills throughout the last three seasons, last two seasons. Uh, Tyler Hero is emerging as, you know, possibly the rookie of the year here. He's incredible. You know, not afraid of the big moment in any way, shape, or form. Uh, what can I say about Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler is an is a established veteran. Um, also not afraid of the big moment. He's leading, he's t- he's leading his team with 19, almost 20 uh, points per game. Shooting forty-five and a half percent from the field goal from from the field from field goal. I mean, what else can you ask for? I mean, and LeBron, LeBron, we all know who LeBron is. Come on, he's the best player in the world um, at this. Well, I don't know if it's at this point because, of course, Giannis won it, and we're definitely going to talk about that. But hear me out. Out of this whole bunch, LeBron is the best team. The, t- the well, LeBron's the best player out of everyone, uh, and when I mean the best player, consistently great, right? Not just uh, Anthony Davis having himself a-, a great game and then out for the next seven because he got hurt. No, no, no. LeBron's gonna play all seven games if it needs to be. Uh, again, just great uh, great finals all together I'm, I'm really looking forward to this it looks it looks like it could go to a seven game but I'm gonna keep it at six I'm gonna go with Lakers uh, Lakers and six that's that's what's gonna happen uh, as much as I love Adebayo Butler Crowder Dragic, I mean, Dragic, everyone is just so, he's so underrated, man. So underrated. Last, uh, against the Bucks, there was a game, I believe it was game two, 
and Miami won that game once the scene won for team. This cat came out and he said, you know what? Let me go ahead and take over. Had himself 23 points. Eight out of 18 for field goal shooting. So he wasn't necessarily having a great game, but he just said, let me go ahead and take over real quick. And he did it. He did it. Uh, so just to show you, these are the type of players that, you know, the Heat has. The Heat has Duncan Robinson, who's a three-point threat. You got to count for where he is at all times. Same thing for Jay Crowder. So, I mean, just something to give you to think. Something to give you to think about. Now, Los Angeles. Wow. Well, what can I say about Los Angeles? They have a squad, right? They, we all know that. Um, Los Angeles is just magnificent. Um, if you ask me, looking at... Uh, LeBron James, you know, he's he's the guy. He is the leader. He's going to be that driving force when it comes down to, hey, let's get it together. Let's go ahead and put this to bed. Let's, let's call it. Let's call it for what it is and crown ourselves, crown, our, crown ourselves the champions, right? Uh, they also have Anthony Davis, great inside presence, can shoot from three if he wants to, can out rebound you any night. At any point in time, they also have JaVale McGee, Danny Green, who's known to be that three-point threat as well. Um, no, Mark, uh, Marcus Morris, who just, you know, he's that scrappy player. Kyle Kuzma, man, he's just kind of like, he's a little suspect sometimes with the ball, man. Sometimes he can get really careless with it. Uh, Dwight Howard, you know, Dwight Howard, if he decides to turn back the clock and just go out there and have himself a good defensive game, he can do that. But he can also file out really early. Um, so, I mean, overall, like I said, I think this will definitely go to six. Definitely will go to six, but the Lakers will win that. Um, it doesn't pain me to say it, but it does because... You know, you have to understand the LA Lakers have suffered through a lot this year uh, with the loss of Kobe Bryant as an organization. You have to, you have to understand um, Kobe was perhaps one of the greatest Lakers of all time, right? He never switched teams. He always stayed with the Lakers, um, and his tragic death really, really left a void in the basketball world. I mean, this guy was. He was leaving a lot of knowledge um, in this planet, and for that to happen to him, and for that to happen to this organization, which is the LA Lakers, it's um, it's quite sad. But uh, you know, the finals are here, and they have to they have to win this. They have to win this because otherwise, what what do you say this time around? I mean, last year I understand injuries and and LeBron was out and Anthony Davis was out also and well Anthony Davis I don't think he was with the Lakers yet, but you know it's just there's no excuses at this point. Everyone's ready to go. Everyone's healthy. Let's get it. You know what I mean? So speaking of LeBron, and I know I said, I said this earlier, there's a lot of there was a lot of talk about LeBron should have won the MVP. We know who the MVP is. This and that and the other. Should have been LBJ. Yada, 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 yada. Okay, so the MVP is the most valuable player. LeBron, unfortunately for the LA Lakers, is not the most valuable player. It's, it's not. 
Yes, he is the best player on the court, but he's not the most valuable because age, number one. LeBron James at this point in time is pushing the wrong side of 30, right? He is um, in his 17th career year. And, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot of years. You know, he's 35 years old. Um, He's been playing professionally since he was 18. Um, That's a lot of miles. It's a lot of games. um, Quite a bit of injuries. uh, And he doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. But who's also not stopping his father time. But at any rate. He's not the most valuable player in his team because if you take LeBron out, the team still has a chance because the team still has Anthony Davis, who's a double-double walking in and out of your arena every night. He can give you 20 and 12, 25 and 13, 28 and 10. I mean, he can he can hurt you big time. If you let Anthony Davis do his thing. Think about it. 25 points, 14 rebounds against a Houston small ball team. And they gently swept them 4-1. to one. So, it's just one of those things where that's the way I see it. You can take, you can unplug LeBron. And you can still win with Anthony Davis. Now, if you take Giannis Antetokounmpo from Milwaukee and you make Chris Middleton your number one guy, you're not going to get very many results. You're not, I can guarantee you're not going to get the number one record in the NBA. Uh, the number one regular season record in the NBA. You're, you're not, that's not going to happen. promise you that promise you that. You don't have the defensive presence, you don't have the offensive re- the offensive and defensive rebounding, and you sure as heck don't have assists with Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is a is a catch and shoot type of player. He's not going to drive the ball down the down the hole 15, 12 times per game. Guarantee you he's not going to do that. Because he's old. He's old. Uh, he's not Giannis. Giannis is extremely young, still playing. He's at the peak of his abilities at this point in time. So, rightfully so, he is the MVP. If you feel otherwise, please feel free to drop your comments at four underscore starters with a Z on Twitter. Please, at I love to go back and forth with you on this. Um, so, we're going to go into the English Premier League. Uh, saw, I think I caught the last 20, maybe 30 minutes of Manchester City versus the Leicester City Foxes. And I got to say, I expected much more from Manchester City. Uh, I mean, they lost in incredible fashion to... A 
really, I mean, so from what happened to be, there weren't foxes out there. There were sharks. Sharks over on Leicester City. They smelled blood and they went in for the kill. I'm telling you, it was penalty after penalty after penalty. I mean, Jamie Vardy had a hat trick, two penalties and one goal. And what a goal, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that was just the flare of a flare. Allison couldn't do a darn thing about that. And, and my apologies, I may have gotten the, the names wrong there. Uh, Ederson, I'm sorry. Ederson couldn't do a thing about that. That was just, uh, it, it was incredible. It, it really was. Uh, Newcastle and Tottenham tied up one-to-one. Tottenham continue to struggle, continue to find an identity, continue to find a way to win. Um, West Ham taking it to the Wolves for nothing. Leeds United, man, debuting in the first premier, uh, first division Premier League game, and after I don't know how many years, win, uh, take it one-zero. And today, Aston Villa took it to Fulham three-nil. Uh, Liverpool beating Arsenal 3-1, as expected. I mean, Liverpool are the European champions and the English Premier champions, so congrats to them. Um, I've got some breaking news here, guys. It looks like we have now a Stanley Cup winner who happened to be Tampa Bay Lightning. Congratulations to them. I know those fans are excited. Not, I mean, when you think about it, this is the Dallas Stars against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Two Southern teams competing for the Stanley Cup. I mean, <laughs> when it's usually mostly Northern teams that either go for it and win it or are actually fighting for it. Uh, this year around, quite interesting with two Southern teams fighting for that particular uh, cup. So congrats again, once again to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So in Primera División, you have Barcelona beating Villarreal 4-0. Ansu Fati, man. Ansu Fati with, had himself a brace. A brace is two goals. Um, in the 15th and the 19th minute. So, 15 minute, scores the first goal. Hungry for more. Goes four minutes later and scores one again, once again. Leo Messi, of course, had to get himself in there with a, a penalty goal at the 35th minute. And uh, an unfortunate, but still has to go on the board. Own goal out of Paul Torres from Villarreal. Makes it 4-0 at the 45th minute. And after that, it was all uh, Barcelona from there. Uh, holding 50% possession of the ball. And so, at this particular point in time, Barcelona seemed to not be concerned about what's going on with, uh, you know, the players that are leaving, but more about the players that are staying. So, Osasuna losing to Levante 3-1. to uh, Abar losing to Athletic 2-1. to Atletico putting a whooping on Granada 6-1. to Diego Costa on the board, Angel Correa on the board, Joao Felix on the board, Marcos Llorente on the board, and Luis Suarez making his debut, scoring... At the 85th and 93rd minute, so those can be considered garbage time goals. But Atletico Madrid, I'm telling you, they look like they are ready to battle for that title. And ready to battle in the UEFA Champions League. 
Sevilla beating Cadiz 3-1. Sevilla coming off a heartbreaking loss to the uh, Bayern Munich uh, for the UEFA Super Cup uh, just the other night. You know, essentially just losing 2-1 to to Bayern Munich. Uh, it's Celta, Vigo, and Valladolid ending in a even one-to-one. And, of course, Saturday's games, Real Madrid, with a little bit of a controversy there, winning 3-2. to two. Um, That third goal coming in the 82nd minute out of a penalty. Uh, of course, Betis was fighting, fighting and fighting, even though they only had 11, excuse me, 10 men out on the field. And Madrid only, I mean, they had 10. Um, they were able to, Madrid was able to find a way and to put the ball in the back of the net in the last minutes of the game in the 82nd minute with Sergio Ramos scoring from the penalty spot. Alaves and Getafe, 0-0. Valencia, 1. Huesca, 1. Elche, 0. Real Sociedad, 3. Uh, I'm telling you, Real Sociedad, Barcelona, uh, maybe... Maybe Villarreal, but definitely Atletico Madrid. Uh, those are guys. Those those teams are going to be fighting for for the title for sure. Um, it should be an interesting race to watch because there's no longer at this point in time. It's it's a really tight race. So everyone wants to win every match that they possibly can. Nobody wants to tie. Everyone wants to win, of course. And the English, I'm sorry, the Spanish Primera División is definitely the the, the place for that. Uh, so once again, guys, thank you so much for your time. I didn't mean for it to be this long, but you know how it goes when you start talking about sports. You can't stop. I do want to go ahead and thank you for your time. Again, again if you have anything, any comments that you'd like to drop, drop it on Twitter at 4, the number 4, underscore, starters with a Z. Uh, thanks again. Have a good one. Thank you.